Good evening, boys. How you doing? Good, Chief. Good afternoon. Fantastic. Fantastic. Yes, fantastic. Fantastic. Uh, someone who's been around me. Today we've got uh, a special guest. He's a young man that I've known for many years in my life. He's an aspiring journalist. He's uh, finished now. You finished all your Yeah, I graduated now? two years ago. So. Uh, okay. And you've been traveling quite a fair bit and mm. doing your own things. And um, yeah. I think that I've been inspired by a lot of things that you've done throughout your travel too. Oh, yeah. And so I wanted you to share a few things about that. Okay. And probably talk a little bit more about journalism, especially for the moment. There's people saying that you guys are full of fake news. Mm-hmm. And there's people who say, no, we're going to have to be... <laughs> who are those true. people, mate? They are who true. would those people be? Uh, oh, well, they're uh, usually in America. The house is white. <laughs> and so we, we, we'll, let's, let's talk about this mm. and let's have a look. So why don't you introduce yourself, Nick? I'm Nick Ford. I graduated from journalism in Charleston University in Bathurst in 2019. Um, and since then, uh, I travelled around South America for the majority of last year. And then came back and um, just looking for work now, I guess. But it's been this um, the landscape now is just extremely different, so it's pretty difficult. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, in, in what way has it, is it difficult? This year, particularly, there's been there's been mass layoffs across Australian Associated Press and BuzzFeed and lots of lots of like organisations getting shut down. So, like, there's thousands of because journalists. Because of COVID. Like, surprisingly, yes, but that it was happening before then as well. So. So many organisations are just getting cut back. Like I interned at Reuters for a couple of months. And when I was at Reuters, they said, the, the team, which was, was like six people, they said, we've had to let so many people go in the recent months because they were getting cut back and that was 2018. So the whole industry is getting getting downsized. Right. It's mostly an online thing, wasn't it? The, the cutback started when mm. paper media, yeah. print media started going out of fashion. Yeah, because well, like you have to buy a newspaper and you know, there's a lot more revenue in that. But now there's just... There's no revenue, so there's that, and that's where a lot of problems with the new news is coming through. Yeah, there's a lot more opinion pieces now and less research. Okay, that's where everything comes from. Bloody opinions, they're like assholes. Everyone's got to have one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it sort of <laughs> makes it sort of <laughs> makes sense when you <laughs> <laughs> sort of makes sense when you think about it and mm. uh, everything going on to an online format, mm. print media. A lot, a lot of jobs would have been lost both in the, the manufacturing of the print um, and actually finding the news. So mm. would that then lead? Do you think to um, People may be not doing a lot of research into the news that they're no, reporting. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, because research and doing at least critical research as well. So if you're going to take on a big power like um, a big business or a, or a politician, and you got to research that a lot, right? So the research takes time, which costs a lot of money. And then after it's published, and you get a lot of pushback from a business, then you have to, you know, there's litigation if you have to get if you get sued or defamation or anything like that. So critical journalism is taking a big hit because there's a lot more research that costs too much mo- too much money and then after that you know you have to you know have to keep going down the same line and that costs a lot of money to keep going so that that gets hit first so that's a lot that's, that's the first thing to go really what's you know, the rules around that do they have to hey, write hey, 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 guys guys let's slow down, slow let, down. Let, let, let the kid have a little bit of fun mm, we, yeah. well, there's, normally there's, there's, we are wine and wisdom shit yeah, yeah. right so we've jumped into we, early. we're full of wisdom <laughs> when, when when we talk to idiots and we're full of wine. <laughs> when we talk <laughs> to smart people. Yeah, that's right. So <laughs> this week, late, lately, we've changed a bit of our system. Uh, unfortunately, we might break the rule. <laughs> and, uh, the one bottle rule came, went. Oh, no, we've, <laughs> still got, we've still got one bottle and it's friends. Yeah. And so, what was the rule? Well, we used to drink three uh, bottles of wine. Mm. One each, yeah. And we thought it wasn't going to be healthy for us to continue. So last week we changed it to one bottle of wine, but a a more expensive bottle, bottle, a more premium bottle. And uh, 
it, it appears as though we were, we, at the end of the bottle, we, we were left wanting. The, fun- and, uh, <laughs> the funniest part of the whole thing is, is none of us spoke to each other and we've all bought a spare bottle. So. <laughs> oh, I think we're. Yeah, so, usually, right now, what we're going is we only have one bottle, but it, that bottle has to be around $100. Can't be more than $100. Can't be more. Huh? Can't be less. If it's less, well, you better get the other bottles. And if. You have the worst bottle out of the three, so we we now the second week mm. you have to buy another bottle worth a hundred bucks. Okay, oh. yeah. So if you're not doing a good job, you could actually be up for two hundred bucks of wine mm-hmm. in three bottles. Okay. So this week you might as well, yeah, you might as well call the fight. Stop the fight, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> we have a winner. How can you have uh, a winner? I haven't, got mine yet. You know. <laughs> I haven't stopped smiling since I bought this. I'm excited. <laughs> So we have in front of us yep. a 2012 Chante Alouette from Hermitage in Rhone, the Rhone region of France. It is rated in the top 1% in the world for wines on Bovino. Wow. Hermitage is famous as the best grapes in the world for winemaking. Yes, the, yeah. after, according to Master Soms, the, it is the best grape, the most structured wine you can ever taste. So the Chante Alouette is actually a hill in the Hermitage and it's named after, well, sorry. A bird. No, it's named after a uh, hutch that is at the bottom of that hill that used to house the hunters and the, the bird chasers and the bird oh, yeah. Yeah. watchers. It's not a Chardonnay, it's not a Sav Blanc, it's its own, it's the Massini grape or Massonet, I'm, I'm not quite sure how to pronounce it. Stop touching the microphone, Jono. Yeah, that's all right. It's okay. He's, he's, he's a guest, so he doesn't understand. You can't touch the microphone. Okay, and sorry. the winery, it's from the uh, the the original Mr. Chapateur. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. He was actually the first person in the re- region to both grow and produce his own wine. Everyone was growing it there, but other people were producing it. And the notes I read suggested that he wasn't happy with what was being produced, so he brought his own out. Do you oh, imagine that, um, that a place that's got... Roughly a hundred acres, mm. yeah, well, right, and is renowned as being the best grape on the planet. Wow, a hundred acres, you know, wow. it's just one side of the hill. When you drive up north, you, you can see that side, and that's it. Mm. And Chapoutier owns oh, most of it. okay, wrong, wrong pronunciation. <laughs> Chapoutier. All right, now this can be found in the Burgundy region of Dan Murphy's. <laughs> <laughs> Along the back wall, my favourite wall, where it takes you right around the world. It was in the Burgundy section. It was on the shelf for $99. And then big fella got to the checkout and they scanned it. Oh, you got a Dan Murphy's card, sir? Yes, $59. I'll be going there on the way home. So the big fella went back to the shelf and grabbed a couple more bottles. <laughs> because $40 discount. Yeah. Forty dollar discount, but same. everywhere I've looked, it's ninety-nine bucks. So you, you, can't, you, you can't. We have to spend a hundred bucks. I you did. Bought I bought bottles. more. Mate. <laughs> I bought more. I spent more than hundred dollars. Don't worry. So let's rip in because this is. I haven't been uh, excited right, for a long time. Enough time. Let's, let's give it to our guest first. Yeah. Thank you. We're going to give it to and, him. I think. And just to give you a bit of an idea, the reason we're doing wine and wisdom is this: we, we like to talk shit among friends because we yeah. work very hard. Uh, yeah. But then we use wine because there is a line in Latin that says "in vino veritas." So through wine, the truth emerges. And so we, I'm not expecting the truth to come out from you uh, <laughs> over the next uh, five minutes, but hopefully after one glass, right? The uh, the fake news is gonna come out and uh, <laughs> my fake news. My are. fake news. <laughs> Look at the color of that. That's good. Beautiful. Yeah, the color I like. Come on, boys. 
Tate. Cheers. Cheers. Good to have you here, mate. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me on. <laughs> you're not a white drinker, Chris. Wow. So I hope you're going to appreciate not, this. That is not good. That's really good. It's not good. Not, not good for me. I'm coming up. <laughs> I'm not a white drinker, but that's really nice. Oh, that's it. I'm sorry, that's it. Holy jolly. Can't drink this anymore. I'm sorry. It's only last for the week. <laughs> <laughs> you're not meant to skull it, Nick. Oh, I was enjoying it too much. <laughs> the man was thirsty. Leave him alone. <laughs> I just finished university, so, you know. Old habits die hard. So yeah. how, how long is university, how long is a, does a journalist go to university for? Uh, depends on the course, but mine was, mine was just three years. My experience was that definitely wasn't enough. I don't want to knock my university, but it was a pretty bad course. But uh, okay, so is there is there a difference in journalism courses at university? I mean, I, I'm I'm knowing because I don't know. I'm asking because I don't. I can't know, I can't tell because I only did one course. Okay. Quite well, obviously, Chris has never been to university. <laughs> mate. You'll on you have you'll pick that up. <clears throat> I did a semester. I've done contract law. I did a semester. And I went to university law. to cement render and build a, an extension <laughs> to a. Uh, I've been to the school. Of, <laughs> I've been to the school. Of, lab. Yeah, I've been to the school of hard knocks. <laughs> um, okay, so. Um, and then, so for three years at, at uni, and is it like becoming a doctor? Do you specialise in no. political journalism or it's just journalism altogether? And the, the one thing that really annoyed me about journalism at CSU was that we didn't do one topic on politics. Like, no one left that university with a good understanding of what politics was. Right. Well, it was just, you know, like, I, I've always been really into politics, so that was fine for me. Like, that was, like, annoying for me, but all the other journalists are going into the field completely uncritical. You know, they could be handed something by politicians and just... I'll just take it, but read it verbatim and yep. think it's fact. Right. You know, they don't have their own ideology or beliefs, like which is probably a, it's not it's not a good thing. They're not critical thinkers when they left. I yeah. think we can pretty much yeah. sum up what politics is here for you, mate. It's mm. fucked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> where, where is it not? It's fucked? running the world into the ground. There's your education. Okay. Mm. Now we're going to work I'm, out I'm, how I'm, fucked, why it's fucked, and who's <laughs> fucking it. I'm well aware of the the system. Yeah. I love uh, I love Robin Williams' uh, take on politicians. He said, politicians are like babies' nappies. They should be changed as often and they're full of the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's a loss to the world, he that is, mate. He oh, is, he's he a loss to the world. You know what we were speaking last week, just briefly on a side point, we were speaking last week about people having their SMS, yeah. their self and their mindset, and the skill mindset and self. And you look at people like Robin Williams, you think, just, just if he spent a little bit more time on that self, yeah, yeah could, could he have some... Could he have been changed? There's a lot of people like that, you know, Heath yeah. Ledger and and so forth. So, mm. would he have been as funny though? Or as yeah, that's a good. Yeah, that's a good point too. That in that you know de- deep depths of depression, you know, on the other side of that, because he was a manic depressive, he may have come out. Um, sorry, bipolar. Uh, sorry. Um, so on the other side of that is where he gets his humour and so forth. Yeah. A lot of that was uh, done with substances too, though, as well. A lot of the most creative people on the planet. They talk about actors. It's very hard to find an actor that does a good actor that doesn't have a few screws loose. Yeah. Stand up comedians are some of the darkest That's true. Messed up people on the planet yep. off the stage. And that's probably where they draw from on that inspiration. Yep. So you think, oh, I wish he could have sorted himself out, but then would he have been Robin Williams? Probably yeah, not. Exactly right. Good probably point, not. Good point. Good point. Yeah, but then then uh, whose mother would love to have a child who's um a famous comedian then died around the age of fifty-three. One hundred percent agree, saying. but mm. would we be? We wouldn't be having this. Would we still be having this conversation? Yeah, that's right. If he wasn't, if he Williams. wasn't, yeah, didn't some have of the his best issues. Movies, some yeah. of the well, I, I probably would have put up with having his humor uh, not as great, but having him around. Yep. Yeah. Mm. Right. So I, I don't know, boys. It's it's um, something we Catch can discuss. Yeah. 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 So let's go back to your journalism. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you've been traveling. 
Yeah. So what's the goal with travel? You, you've been studying at the same time traveling? Yeah, well, during university, I didn't get any much, much time off. So I didn't really do much travel during that during my studies. So as soon as I finished, I was just on the first plane out, you know, and that was all of last year. Yeah. Yeah. So where, where did you go? I arrived in Chile and Chile, Argentina, Brazil, and then Bolivia, Peru, Colombia. And then I went, I flew over to meet uh, my girlfriend at the time in Portugal, Spain, and then this is the whole, then Poland, and then Greece, Norway, Iceland, and then the US, and then Cuba, and then home. Oh, wow. So all of that in the name of journalism? No, no, no. Uh, <laughs> I, was just, I was just writing like, you know, for a... A lot of it sounds like it was in the name of cocaine. I'm just, <laughs> just going to throw that out there. I've, I've seen a few of those countries on a few documentaries. <laughs> I'm not going to be able to comment on that. <laughs> is that how you got your deposit for your first home? They <laughs> <laughs> yeah, met, met up with cocaine. It was Coke and Cassie in Colombia. You know that story, yeah. No. no. Oh, the, oh she, I think she was a, an Australian girl that she was... Girl from Melbourne who got busted two, yeah. years, two years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Is she still in Cocaine Cassie? Yep. Yeah, yeah. You should have heard of her. Yeah, she I think she's still over there. She's stuck in a Colombian prison. Yeah. Wow. You met up with her? No, God. This would have been the end of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was a joke. What's that helicopter sound <laughs> <laughs> You weren't in carry on yesterday, were you, mate? We had Yeah, was that when you turned up? But before that, you travelled too. I remember you've gone by yourself on a motorbike in India, mm-hmm. or yeah, was yeah. it the, the, that very very narrow road between India and Nepal, or uh, India and China? Right, I see. Yeah, so we went right to the border with Tibet. Yeah, and obviously you can't go further. You know, you hear like there was news recently that you know the border just flared up, and some people some people on both sides died. But yeah, we went to that area, and it was it was relatively safe. But the amount of military on the Indian side was just ridiculous. Every every few kilometers, you'd pass another base, and this is we we're driving like we we're on the bikes for like four or five days, and every every like you'd pass four or five bases every day, more than that, the minimum. So and this is the border of border of India and China, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, because it's been a very it's in the Himalayas, yeah. Yep. Because it's a very a hot area of, of dispute in the territory, the line of. Well, it is now. I think yeah. it always has been. Yeah, but it's flared up recently. It flared up recently. Yeah, it, yeah. It's the longest disputed border in the world. That's right. Yeah. So India's got it on all sides, don't they? Because don't they fight with the Pakistan over yeah, the Yeah, they don't like well? the Pakistanis on the border oh, there they? as well. They're, the yeah. Sri Lanka. Well, that, that's the one. same the same province as well. Yeah, okay. Where they, that's been all fled up. So it's a hot hot area and like not, not many people should be going there anymore because... Like a good vindaloo. <laughs> <laughs> fled up. <laughs> it's, it's a hot. Burns so, twice. <laughs> so may I ask you, because obviously now what, what you're trying to say is that as a journalist you have to have that kind of uh, spirit that is a bit inquisitive. Oh, absolutely, so yeah. why that part of the world first? And then at the end of your studies, why South America, which is totally the opposite <laughs> of India? Um, well, that, well, that was more just like a, more of a gap year. It wasn't as much journal. I tried to do a bit of journalism while I was traveling around. Like I met up with some po- few people that lived in the favelas and stuff. And they talk, I talked to them about like, I interviewed them and asked them about like what the life was there. And like, there's a new government that's in power. who's completely changed everything. So I got to just discuss with them about that. But mostly it was just traveling and, and learning the language as well. Yeah, but why journalism? Why journalism? I just find politics really interesting. Like it's my bread and butter. And why don't do? Why not do politics? Why do journalists? Because because I love not politics. We all love to hate politicians. I don't want to join them. You know. (laughs) 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 Why, mate? You wouldn't have had to take a pay cut, and you'd be gamefully employed right now. You'd be the only people on the planet gamefully employed. 
I just don't. I don't know. Just look at you, man. As a politician, you'd have sex appeal. I mean, the three of us we've <laughs> got the voice for podcasts. That's right. Face <laughs> for podcasts, but you would have the face for movies. And you have to think you have to be unattractive to get into politics, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> They're right there. Just your soul. <laughs> just <laughs> only your soul has One to be unattractive. Party. <laughs> there aren't too many good-looking politicians, are there? Very few. That's a good topic. Let's talk about that. No, 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 no. no, no. no, no. I think it's got Morrison looks good. <laughs> yeah. Listen, and, and, and my, my favourite, Pauline Hanson, looks amazing. Oh. <laughs> Guys, surely we can, ag- down. We can agree that she doesn't look good. <laughs> I meant to talk about your inspirational leader last With week. Pauline Hanson. You know she what about she gets on the Today Show and says they're talking about the people in the Housing Commission towers in uh, Melbourne being locked down. <laughs> your leader, your inspirational leader just says... Well, if they bloody didn't do, deal drugs and learnt to speak English before they got in the country, they'd be fine. <laughs> She's been she sacked. Me. <laughs> She's been sacked. Oh, dear of me. Poor Pauline. So what does it take to be a good journalist? Um, it's a tough question, I guess. You, you need lodge parents that allow you to travel around the world. It's a good prerequisite. A prerequisite, is it? It's not, not necessary. Uh, no. <laughs> a good journalist is someone who just researches and... You know, doesn't pick sides, just looks at the facts, you know. What does the industry count as a good journalist, though? Because is a good journalist someone who gets the most clicks and has the most exposure, or is mm. a good journalist someone who actually Exposes the truth. does the critical thinking and investigation but yeah. has a lot less coverage because no-one wants to hear that shit? Well, it depends, depends on who you are. Like, if you're the, the CEO of an organisation, the most clicks. But within the yeah. industry, so so there's three of us sitting around the table right now and we're, we're real estate agents and we have a rough idea on what we think makes a good real estate agent, but there's a debate over whoever sells the most houses versus who gets the most money versus what commission you charge mm. and all that sort of thing. Now, you're I, from the outside looking in and seeing some of the rubbish that goes on as far as clickbait headlines, mm. it seems to be rewarded. Yeah. You're more rewarded, you're more likely to get on TV if you if well, clickbait headlines. So... Is that what we're calling a good journalist, or is, are we calling a good journalist someone who's probably going by the wayside by, by doing a bit, spending a bit more time? Well, it's like the the most successful journalist isn't the best journalist; it's just the, the, the journalist that gets the most clicks. Okay, that's the, what's what the industry is now because it's more based on, for a large part, profit and getting clicks. So you have to be I don't know how that word. profit. <laughs> 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 mm. But like whoever can, journalists are better these days that can produce content on scale. Yep. and that don't have to put as much input into it. Like, research is a lot of input, so that's why you see more opinion pieces these days with less fact, you know? So then obviously, the that as we said before, that critical uh, journalism going in and investigating mm. things is going by the wayside. Absolutely, yeah. 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 And it's, it's more so in, I think, the US system rather than the Australian system. Like, it's the Australian print is really taking a huge hit, but it's gone in the opposite direction in the US, where, like, as long as you... Like, say, for example, with Trump in power... All you got to do is just be anti-Trump and that'll get you where you want to go, regardless if he does something good or bad. If you're, if you're on TV and you say something that's remotely like, supportive of Trump, then you'll get taken down and you know, you'll get a huge like, reaction and it won't be good for your career. Right. You know? but, wh- but why is that? I mean, if you, you said earlier a good journalist doesn't pick sides. No, absolutely. I'm not saying that's what a good journalist is. I'm saying the most successful journalists do that. They uh, pick sides. Good. They you pick know? sides? Yeah. The mo- there's a difference between the most successful journalist and the best journalist. They aren't the same. Oh, I see, I see. So what, look at yourself and you looked into the future and you know where you want to be, but if you can't get there without just becoming a clickbaity mm. journalist, how long are you going to 
you know, if you've got to live on the poverty line to yeah. tell the truth, how how long till? Yeah, that but good journalists live on poverty line. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. It, it, how long Money till? Money is that not what drives them, mate. It's the truth. It, well, how many good journalists have turned into the others then? Because <coughs> you can't get paid at the moment. And that's what I'm asking. Yeah, so that parents, sort of pressure, that sort of pressure's got to be huge, right? Oh, you're you're, you're moving is. into the career, hopefully. But I, I think like, I'm, I'm taking a different pr- approach. Like I'm, in the future, there's going to be a lot of move away from print into video because the video is a lot more digestible and. People it much easier to watch a video than so I'm yeah, I'm getting a lot yeah. more into video and filming and animating and editing videos so that would be my asset hopefully going forward. Yep, and I can still you know be a good journalist, but getting to writing is just not going to be as you know use, useful in the future. The pressure is still going to be on you to be controversial though, and whatever you do because yeah, controversy is money. Yeah, of course. So is how do you contro- fight that? Is it controversial or getting into a controversial video? No. You know, like for example, Christian Amanpour. I. I never heard of her until mm. the Iraq mm. war. Mm-hmm. When the Iraq war happened with, I think it was with the first Bush, the first uh, George Bush. The he, first one? She, yeah, she was the one who was over there doing some coverage. Mm. And suddenly when she came back, she became part of the furniture. And so straight away, when the second war happened, she was sent directly. Mm. So is journalism about marketing? Absolutely, yeah. It depends, like... You can't really equate what happens on CNN these days with good journalism, you know, because they just they print so much stuff at scale and they don't look into anything anymore. There's no more like justification for what they do. But it all again, it all started with like CNN and Fox News and MSNBC. They realized a long time ago they f- they'd make a lot more money if they started presenting news like sports teams. You know, we all love to follow you know a certain rugby team or whatever. They, if they made politicians like that, it, they would make more money. So and if you watch CNN or MSNBC, their sports team is the Democrats. If you watch Fox News, their sports team is the Republicans. And now you're emotionally invested in it, so you're going to watch that channel more. News used to be on TV. That's a good way of putting it, yeah. News, news used to be on TV that you would just try and be really accurate and you'd try and get as much of the market as possible. You, you're aiming to get 100% of the audience. A while ago, Fox News realised they, they would get a lot more views if they just focused on 35%, like 30% of the market, and just gave them the news they wanted. Yeah. And then CNN, MSNBC picked that up. So now they have news that's tailor-made to what people want to hear. And that's what's really changed in the US and to kind of flowing over now into the Australian market. Okay. Just on a technical note, in, the, in all the articles that we read, is there any legislation or what are the rules around, we, you've talked about now most of the articles are opinion rather than critical investigation. Mm-hmm. Is there any requirement or regulation on that it has to be written opinion under the headline or... No, so the the average Joe who's out there who just wants to read a headline or, or an article and take it as absolute gospel, there's nothing for them to know. Hang on, this is just this person's opinion? It depends if it can be labelled as slanderous or there's a few like um, regulations behind that. But so as there's well, no boxes you have to tick to make it... As long as as long as long for radio and for TV, if, if you're saying something that's going to be like pretty bad against a politician, or you, you need to say, in my opinion, before you make that statement... And then you can pretty much say whatever you want after that. Interesting. But there's nothing in the written that says... I know a guy who does a, reads the news for a radio station and he's completely liable for anything that he puts to air. He's got to find the news, research the news, fact-check the news. He gets to say whatever he wants, but he's completely responsible for the, any yeah, repercussions right. of what goes on in that. So he... Yeah, you know, he always tells me he's knocking off work at three o'clock, and I go, mate, you read the news at six a.m. What are you doing till three o'clock? He said, fact checking, because that's what I have to to make sure that whatever yeah. I'm putting out. But and, and see, that's a big problem when the the profit lines get smaller, and you have to, you can't. You're, you're, that, that guy still needs to be paid. 
for the hours that he's fact-checking. Yep. So that's another cost to the market. So if, if you're putting out more opinion pieces that don't have to have as much fact in it, you know, that's not going to cost as much to make. But how do they, that's what I was asking, how do they clarify an opinion piece from... They write opinion on it. If you go on to uh, CNN, for example, mm. you'd see opinion in front of it or analysis in front of it. I know it's it's not here, but you you can, you can see it in things. People are just every time there's an article, they, you'll have that. It's opinion analysis, or they say breaking news, or so that they, they reported, you know, like verbatim. Okay, but, uh, the, but the today, especially like in this part of the like this age, you can go online and find any report you want to back to, to enforce or to make help you believe whatever you want to believe. There's yeah. a thousand different you know reports coming out all the time about different things, even though they're incorrect. They all you need to do is say. This report said this. You don't need to go into what if the report was factual, if it's been completely destroyed. All you need to say is, is like, I found this report. It says this. Studies have shown. Exactly, yeah. yeah. They, how often do people you hear that? Like, this study said this, yada, yada. And yeah, that's too easy. Like, and these, this often is like the lobby, like the lobby groups or the government will hand these over and it's just cheaper for government, for politi- I'm sorry, journalists to pick them up and then just re- rewrite them verbatim, you know? Okay, so so here's the thing now. Let, let's get into this because we're now into our second glass. It's getting better, if, by the way. Yeah, good for someone like me, how, how do what do I have to do to make sure I'm not falling victim of fake news? Let's um, imagine I'm going to get onto the news and and research about something. How do I know what's fake news and what's not? For example, one of the things I, I have even very close members <laughs> of the family who believe that the mask thing is wearing a mask is against liberty. Wearing a mask doesn't stop stuff. Wearing a mask is this, and then you look at the figures in America where I said about two weeks ago, America is going to be just crazy, mm-hmm. and it's the uh, social distancing and not wearing a mask that's killing it. Yeah. Right. So how do we know? Because those guys now. Even in Texas now it's gone, and we're in Florida, it's gone, and, and, and bashing every kind of record. How would they know the difference between fake and real? I think that's, a, that's an extremely difficult like, thing to be able to do, to be able to decipher what is true and what is not. I think the, like, the only best answer I could think of is just make sure you get your news from a very diverse mix, you know, from a lot of different places. That's the only way you can really make an informed opinion. So, so for example, if you were to write something, right, mm-hmm. what's the process? I try and be like a good journalist and I like I try to go through actual factual things that have, have happened and use maybe like UN references and stuff like that. The UN is really good and that's that's a good place where you can know, you know, if something actually happened or not. There's a lot of voting records that don't people don't talk about as much in the UN. I don't know, but besides that like it's you got to try and find the words that people have actually said. Like I I really try try to avoid like this study said this and that study said that cuz you can just pick up anything that way. Yeah. I mean, I do, wisdom. We have a lot of studies. Do you present both sides of the argument, though, rather than just one? Because even the critical thinkers that you would consider are generally only presenting one side of the argument. Yeah, um, it's difficult to that. Mask is an easy one. Do you wear a mask or don't you wear a mask? If you're writing an article on that, do you write the pros and cons? Yes, you wear a mask because this person said this, but maybe you don't because this person said this. That's difficult because like, there's been a lot of arguments in the US where like people have been saying, you um, know, like these hearings where like I put a mask on and I can't breathe and you know there's too much CO2 and like it's all just nonsense so like and it depends like how far you want to go with that I don't know it is extremely difficult but yeah I mean and, and then then there's the idiots who wear a mask in their own car mm. and you're driving past them you go you're on your own <laughs> you know what that's like <laughs> you're that's not killing anyone that's <laughs> like wearing a condom in bed when you're by yourself <laughs> <laughs> seriously 
But I, I think I think the problem with most organizations. <laughs> the problem with most organizations now is that they pick journalists that are already in line with what that organization believes. So like their values are all in line prior. Right? Like like the Guardian will pick someone, won't hire someone that's you know, they'll hire someone that's left. If you're Sky News, you'll hire someone that's conservative. There's not a mix there of divergent opinions. Yeah, right. It's, it's yeah, it's tough, tougher that way. But even someone doing their own critical <laughs> thinking and finding out both sides of the fact, they're still going to come up with their own opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It is difficult. So we've all got our own opinion when we're reporting, when we're talking, telling a story or our, our events of what we've done the research on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you see yourself doing moving forward? Do you see yourself doing freelancing? Do you see yourself, yourself going into one of one of the left or right or you know something that fits your values? Are you going to research the companies that you're going to go and work for? Well, for me, I'm, I'm, I don't know. I'm just starting out because I'm I'm going into freelance at the moment, and I want to see how far I can get in freelance because I know I've got some good contacts that have made a lot of money and like like they have their own careers now just doing freelance. So I like the idea of doing that because I feel like once I join an organization, then I'm kind of confined into like I can't write something that's going to be slanderous or like disagree with what the most people in that organization. You've got the saying. freedom. You've got the freedom yeah. of freelance, right? And I feel yeah. like in freelance, it's going to be. I think it's a better, like, moving forward for someone like me, because I have, like, I can kind of jump rope with, you know, left and right. And, like, I have a lot of different opinions on different things. So if I had to pick one one place to work, then, you know, you kind of pigeonholed into one thing. Sure. So, and I think if, like, if I if I can get freelance to work for me, then that'd be really good because I can write for whoever I want to. Okay. So you, you were very honest before, Nick. You said, actually, that you felt that probably the study that you did at uni mm. wasn't enough. It wasn't It wasn't. Wasn't that it wasn't enough? It just wasn't critical. Like, well, it I mean, wasn't critical. It was. It was pretty much three years of how to write an article. Okay. You know? So moving forward, are you going to spend more time in sharpening your skills within, whether it be investigative journalism or whether it is in your own, I don't know, research abilities? Is is there some sort of further courses or improvement that you can make to yourself? Twelve to points a, of CBD, PD. Yeah. Year, <laughs> mate, to... What what can you do to improve yourself as a journalist moving well, forward? Um, I'm looking like I've. Like looking forward, like most people will understand that most the future of journalism is going to be in tech and video and and podcasting. But this is what the stuff we weren't taught when we were at university. We we're just taught about writing. So, like I'm looking more into tech and how I can use that for like my journalism career. Okay. So that's I think that's that's definitely going to be the way forward. Like video is, is going to be a big part of my my career as a journalist. So I'm I'm looking into using more video. So you're saying that the course lacked skills, like teaching skills around the production of journalism rather than actually how to do journalism. Yeah, yes. And no, like we, we used some camera stuff, but it was more like for like, you know, like how would a morning show work and stuff like that, you know? This is not something that most so critical journalists are going to How do you increase your ability to think critically or investigate critically? Well, it's more... Because a camera doesn't help that. No, I know, I know, but like I try and... I, like, I, I watch Fox News and I watch CNN and I watch ABC and Sky News and like I watch a lot of like journalists that I really I really like on like YouTube and stuff and I like, they have their own blogs... I really get interested in and when I like hear something from them I try and go and research what they said to make sure that that fact's okay. true try and try it back to real events that have happened that can back things up so you know if it's true or not so at this point at this point I'm not talking about future at this point are you going into uh, trying to get hold of the people that they're reporting on whether it's a politician or a, or a policeman or a victim of a case are you trying to get hold of those people to find out their story or at all or I'm more interested in, in like international affairs and like global okay. news. So I just try to like, like I really like foreign policy and stuff like that. So yeah. I've kind of just just written about that. Okay, so are you right up to date when sort of the, you know the U.S. government releases a new whatever? Mm-hmm. Are you right in there researching what how's it going to change their 
you know economic structure and so forth and yeah yeah i'd say, I'd say so like okay. most okay. like most things like the what the u.s does domestically is not as interesting to me but what they do internationally okay so when they do something internationally they try and keep up with that so for example the you know u.s chinese relations within the south china sea exactly. that sort of thing mm-hmm. um the indian chinese relationships on the himalayan border which you experienced firsthand yeah. that sort of thing so that's what you would like to get into and start reporting further mm, exactly. um, so you, you want to get, get paid to travel well, and <laughs> there's going to be a lot, like a lot of journalists now make a lot of money through like social media as well. So yeah, like that and that social media coupled with freelance would be two good revenue streams. You know, if you have if you have multiple coming in, that would make it a bit easier. And then I'd love to, like I really would love to be able to travel right now and go and go to a few of these places. But you know, with the pandemic of at course. the moment, it's just no point. Yep. So how deep do you take your research? I think that's what. Chris was getting it because he said a second ago, I, I listen to Fox and I listen to CNN and that's how you mm-hmm. keep well, up to date with everything. Well, obviously not here to be a complete arsehole, but that's a bit of a worry because to me, if we want to get into political journalism or, or provide a, a view on what's actually happening, that's going to involve reading legislation and yeah. and actually reading the documents and no, the no, policies no. that are set. Not, Absolutely. Not um, putting the sum of... And I think that's what everyone should be doing. You shouldn't... You know, you can't take... There's no way you can form a balanced view or a, an educated view just by watching both sides of the fence. And no, but to keep up to date, you know, like that's but is it keeping up to date though, mate? It's not because well, you're only up to date with what they want you to hear. Yeah, but I, I, like I don't have as like infinity free time. Like there's only so much I can do in some small amount of time. Like if something happens in the news, I've got to go and just watch the, the news on and see what happens. Like it's not like I can go and research every fact that happens and. And when you see that, do you then go, righto, this is what they're saying, let's go and find out how much of that is legit? Well, it depends on, like, I just, I just finished writing an article about the International Criminal Court, and I went back and I found um, the Senate hearings from when the court was created back in 1998, and what the actual US senators said about when the court was created, and I have the whole transcript, and, like, they documented what they said. Mm-hmm. So I didn't have to go to what, you know, the people said of what they said, like, I just went to the source, and then, like, I could back check from then what else happened after that, you know, that, that, point, that moment in time. Yeah. yeah. What was that article on? It was on the US opposition to the International Criminal Court. To the? International Criminal Court. Okay. Get him to write it down for you, mate. Hasn't been published <laughs> yet, so don't <laughs> the, the company that you were working before, would you say it was called Rikers? Reuters. Reuters. Mm. Rikers my. is a jail. Thank you. Thank is you. that right? Yes. Yeah, in New York. Yes. So you're working for a jail? No, no, no I was Rikers Reuters. is a jail. Reuters is a, is a news agency. Is a news agency. That's what I'm. You're confusing me now, right? So European one, isn't it? Uh, I think it was. It's European and UK. You said he was working for Rikers. Oh, Rikers is a jail. I'm, I'm trying sorry, to clarify. Sorry. Canadian and UK. Sorry. Oh, is it Canadian? Yeah. And what was your job there as an intern? Reuters has a different business model. They uh, Reuters, yeah, they have a different business model. They <laughs> write articles. So does for Rikers. Other, Shut up, Red Dog. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> They they publish articles for other news organizations to pick up. So if there's if there's a big news story from the US, you go to the ABC or like the Sydney Morning Herald, and at the bottom it'll say Reuters. So they're like the hub. So that's like the place to be then. Yeah, kind of. Like it's not. Oh God, it wasn't wasn't fun being there because like they pump out so much, so many articles so quickly. You're bitching about working hard. Yeah, no, but like <laughs> like it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't critical. Like articles was like there was some court case somewhere. Completely, like it was like some celebrity had to write an article about that, right. and every day it was like, you know, there was some just like really fluff pieces that were like because their their business model is they have to sell articles, 
Their, okay. their clients are like the Sydney Morning Herald and... Don't take own. shit from him, Nick, by the way, mate. <laughs> no, I'm not worried. He wouldn't work hard. <laughs> in, I'm not concerned. He wouldn't work hard in an iron lung, but he, yeah. he's, he's hoping you haven't listened to any other podcast to see. I listened to this one before, but... <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, good. if you understand, what, like they, yeah. they need to make, make it work so they have people buying their articles. Yeah. Different, yeah. So that's where they make their revenue by selling to media outlets. Yeah, and a lot of the um as well, they do a lot of video, which I was working with a lot. A lot of the um, if you watch a clip on like say in Channel Nine, and it cl- cuts away to like this person has the story, and it'll be like a few frames of like you know the beat. I say we did one on about um plastic waste. So we filmed someone at Woolies in Beecroft, um talking about you know plastic at Woolies, and then we went to a beach and filmed just water and then like some plastic on the beach, but no sound, no, like no, nothing over it. We would sell that package to the channel, to channel nine, and they would put their own voice over it and their own journalists in kind of the situation. Yeah. So they they have it pretty much the entire thing made, and then they would just add them their own touch to it. Very good, interesting. You spoke a lot about US news. Uh, do do you read or follow any uh, Aussie news? Yeah, I, I keep up to date as much as most. The Economist is that uh, or the uh, Independent anything at all? Or the Financial Review is that is that a source or not? Yeah, like I, re- I read I read the Fin Review a few times, like sometimes, but. Um, because many of them are rehash and taking a lot of stuff from the US. Uh, yeah, news, yeah, yeah. I, I, I mostly focus on US stuff. Right. I, I follow Australian politics as the most as, as much as any other engaged person, but it's not really my field that I want to pursue. Okay, so let's let's go. So you, you said you you like talking about politicians, yeah? Yeah. Okay, so uh, right now with COVID and with um, Daniel Andrews, the yeah. the other Chinese uh, minister. <laughs> <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> the honourable member for China. So what, what's China. China. <laughs> what's going on? How come? How come we no longer hearing about uh, brand stacking? Brand stacking. What? I don't think, was it really that big of an issue? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> it's, oh well. It was a it was a state problem that happened it's with a, a state, few members. I think, I think it was a whole country, but somehow. Is it because the liberals are also doing that that uh, we uh, have quiet and everything, and we muted the whole languaging, and uh, oh. we, we try to get the inter- attention back to COVID? No, it, oh, it is, that's just a problem of the news. The news, as soon as there's a f- shiny new object, it sticks to that for like you know one second, and then it'll move on to the next thing. News has a huge problem with that staying on a topic. It can't, it can't find a problem and stick to it for long enough to make anything. So how come? They've been following the Trump stories for the last four years. Because Trump, every every he's a walking headline. Like every day, it's something new. <laughs> <laughs> but every day, it's something new with him. Like he does something shocking every day. So that's why that's why it's it's, it's different. Like you know, the, the stories of like corruption here, the brand stacking, and like the sports short scandal at the beginning of the year. That wouldn't make headlines in the US. It wouldn't even make the back page of the news with like their level of corruption over there. Wow. Oh, you know, jeez. The so journalist it, over there is being fu- it's fun then. Well, like uh, following Trump, it is a, it's a completely new landscape because it's just there's just so much content they can use all the time. And like if you turn on CNN, breaking news, breaking news, like twenty four hours a day. Yeah, right. You know, so it's they they are raking in so much money in the last three years of Trump. So, do you think our opinion of Trump in Australia is somewhat sheltered? So, what do you mean? I, don't, I haven't met someone. Who How thinks are we getting Trump all the news? Pardon? Are we getting all the Trump news over here? Yeah, are yeah, we no, getting a true indication of what Trump's like, or is it a little bit faded? Is he? Is yeah, he... I would say it's 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 to a degree. Like the problem the problem with U.S. news and Australian news. Sorry, the problem with Australian news is no matter what happens in the U.S., we can't diverge our opinion from what they say. It's extremely rare that you'll find the Guardian or the ABC or Sky News 
or anyone that disagrees with something that would happen in the New York Times. Right. Like the New York Times around the world is, is the most influential newspaper. And like I really find it a big, prob- big problem in Australia that no one in Australia is able to disagree with them. You know, after they say something, we kind of just rehash those articles and then say it ourselves. And so that's what that happens a lot with Trump now. How much control do the governments in whatever state or federal have over the media? They have Can a they lot, force their agenda? Yeah, they have a lot more control recently because they, the government puts out a lot of information and with the cutbacks in journalism, it's just easier for journalists to take that information and use it themselves. And secondly, of course, like whatever the, the, the government's opinion on foreign policy is, it is always the same as the journalists that are covering in that country. Like in Australia, we're very anti-China because our government's anti-China. In Russia, their news is very anti-American because the government's anti-American. In the US, their, government, their news is very anti-Venezuela and Iran and China because the US is against those countries. And it's the same around the world. You know, you look at where, wherever the news comes from, whatever that foreign policy um, of that government is, is pretty much reflected into that news system. What about on a local level, though? Thomas is, I think, suggesting that <clears throat> branch stacking went away very quickly on yeah. purpose, Brushed is that the a carpet. ScoMo <laughs> makes a call to the editor of the Daily Telegraph and says, let's not talk about branch stacking anymore, mate. Is that a thing? That could, yeah, definitely, because one of the aspects of news is the sources. You don't want to piss off your sources. And so if, if that, that could happen, and that has happened in a lot of cases before, so if you... What do you mean you don't want to piss off your sources? How the fuck is that independent journalism? No, I'm saying that's the problem, though. That is a, <laughs> that's a huge problem. Sourcing news is a massive cost to journalists. And in an age where... Costs are a huge issue because of profits. Sourcing news is really a lot more important because imagine if a journalist has access to another politician who, feed, who leaks them information and gives them news. But if you piss that journalist, that, that politician off, you're going to get cut off. Well, that's a complete conflict of interest then. It is. That's the, that's the whole industry. <laughs> wow. Hold on. I've never thought of journalism like that. Yeah. I thought it in journalism. Well, it's not. There some would integrity, be heroes mate. who yeah. would say, I don't give a shit. I will... S- I will stay home and live longer with mum and dad, but I'm going to just be ditching the truth and nothing but the truth. But it's not, not, not a, like across the board every journalist is like that, but it can happen up in news, news organisations high up, you know, so it is, it's definitely a problem. I think that we found a way for you to become very famous, mate. Oh yeah, what's right. that? Tell the truth. Tell the truth. <laughs> I reckon that you. So it's be a so foreign famous. concept, but it sounds like. Right. <laughs> never, never heard of it before. <laughs> no, I'm serious. We've just how's just, it work? We've just ascertained that the majority of the news that goes out there is governed by sources, and rather than call a source to account for doing the wrong thing, you'll brush over it because what if he doesn't tell me anymore? Well, who gives a fuck if they're running the country into the ground? call them out on it because I don't deserve to be a source. Yeah, but then afterwards you have 90,000 journalists trying to just put Nick Ford down and telling everyone in Australia that Nick Ford has raped this person, has stolen from this person, has broken the tree when he was working <laughs> for the nursery. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, so you, you, and then in the end, it's the fake news versus that one guy so who's trying to just deliver the truth, isn't it? So, mm. And that's how it's been swayed. You, you look at this. Just go back to the, 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 it's a bit of time to spin now because we do a bit of spin, mm-hmm. right? And okay. the, we, we love spin busting. I reckon the Russians have got nothing against Trump. They love Trump. They, lo- they, they want him to stay there. But I think that there is a something that is happening right now where Trump's saying, I'll say that I'm anti-you and you guys can say that I'm, you, you're anti-me. But you know what, Vladimir, you and I, we know the game, okay? Mm-hmm. You got, we're going to work so that you've got... 
a nomination now for life. Our mate C has got it for life already. So I'm going to try and get another four years. And then we're going to fill up our coffins. And in the meantime, fuck all of them. In the meantime, let's try and send out a message that I'm against you, you against me. But everyone has been spin busted. The whole Russiagate narrative is a, is a complete... Um, I think it was a big fuck up from... Am I swear, yeah? Yeah, yeah, Now you, you're becoming one of us. The, the, ru- the Russia game. Hope your mum's not listening. I think she cares. Um, the big, the, the Russia gate thing with like Trump has obviously a lot of ties with Putin, and but the whole thing with the with the election in 2016 that was a big fake news story that happened. The whole um, story was built around something that was really not believable and like not factual. But because of the way the news works, you couldn't say it was not true because everyone, as like, if you go back to the sports theme metaphor, your sports team is against Trump. They're the, they're the, you know, the enemy. So no journalist was ever able to say that the Russiagate story was incorrect. Even they, most journalists could pick up that, you know, it didn't really have many grounds, but no one could say that because then they would get, you know, they would lose their jobs. They would get attacked from other journalists. Yeah, so, but hold, hold your thoughts because I, I'm going to ask you to tell me. Your thoughts. Is it true? Is it not true that the Russians were involved? So don't say anything now. Let me open our second bottle. How good was that, by the way? Yeah, it was good. I just say. It was good. It got so much better as it went along. I think that's it. When I first tasted it, was... Second glass was amazing. needed to breathe. So I think that it beat Chris. Okay. So all I have to do is beat Chris next week. Now you have to beat him. No, you got to beat me. No prizes for second place, mate. No, no, but third place... I'm off the hook. <laughs> you know what? Right, I get to drink boys. good wine with good mates, so it's I don't give a rat. <laughs> don't suck up, mate. <laughs> <laughs> if, this, if this beats it, then uh, we'll, be, we'll be fine. So we have a uh, Mount Pleasant Lovedale 2011 Semillon Hunter Valley. It's got uh, gold medals all over the place. Semillon, as you do know, it's, it's the grape that is... The preferred grape in the Hunter Valley and the Lovedale for Mount Pleasant, that is that parcel that is famous just for that that wine. Uh, let's have a look. But this Semillon here should really give... Um, we've had the 2012 before. Yeah. Hey? Yeah. I, don't think we've had two, I don't think we've had two whites in a row ever. Yeah, yeah, we have. We have. We, we have? Yeah. All right, cheers, boys. Let's try this out and then we'll see. Huh? Cheers. Thanks, guys. We've had 2012 before. Okay. Now I've got different you. Wine, different wine. Got to wait for the third sip. <laughs> <laughs> you need to. Well, Did you bring two bottles by chance, Cameron? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now you have to like Semillon, though. You have to wait. The third sip, mate, is the rule. The aroma is not bad. Done enough wine tours of the Hunter Valley. They all say wait till the third sip. What constitutes as a sip, though? Because I get a little bit confused because a sip is usually like a. The third glass. Third sip. Third sip. Guaranteed by the third bottle, it's going to taste great. I think it's really nice as well. Yeah, that's, really, that's like really, really, really nice. And I'm not a white drinker, so. No? <laughs> no. Oh. Don't you suck hey, up the Thomas, mate. You're a journalist, mate. <laughs> <laughs> you're a journalist, I, I, mate. I, mm, yeah. You have to do both sides. Yeah, Red and sure. white. That does not No, no, no. you got to be consistent. So, where were we? We're talking Australian about put a, put, a, put a spin no. on things. Yeah. Well. So is is Trump then hating China and all this stuff that's going on with COVID and in the South China Sea? Is that then a a spin for him to say I'm protecting America from these people that are threatening our way of life, putting the military into the South China Sea and putting 
um, so much, uh, you know, embargoes and tariffs and whatever you want to call on, on China. Is that a spin for him to say, yeah. I'm protecting the, Australia, the American government, he, American people? I, th- I think he, because the, the, the trade war that happened most recently, that costed America a lot of jobs and a lot of farmers went bankrupt. Right. And so he's not going to, the, the new sanctions he put on is only put on people. So those people can't travel to the US. So it's not, it doesn't mean anything. Right. That, that is basically has going to have zero effect on the Chinese economy. Just a few people in the Chinese government are not able to travel to the US. And if they have bank accounts in the US, they might be frozen now. But that really doesn't mean anything. Which yeah. no one can travel to the US at the moment anyway. Yeah, so. Why would they want to go? But in saying that, how much of that has he actually released? So you've done that research into knowing that that's mm-hmm. the fact of the um, sanctions that he's put on. Mm-hmm. How, much, how many of the American people know that? How many of the American people hear the fake news that he's well, protecting yeah. America by putting these... It's, it's ironic because in the US right now, you have both before the election in November. You have both Joe Biden, who's the Democratic candidate, and Donald Trump, both putting out ads that show that the opposition candidate is too chummy with China. They're both attacking China and saying they're the hard ones on China, and the opposition one is too soft. Like I watched Joe Biden's campaign ad the other day, and he was showing like Trump saying such nice things about Xi Jinping and like tweeting about how nice, how good a leader he is, and stuff like that. And so like Trump, Trump's tune does change quite frequently with whatever's going on. Right. You know, it's been more hard on China, but like if you look six months ago, he was saying nice things about Xi Jinping. Right. It just, cha- it just changes with the times. Right. But it's easy for in a new cycle just to forget what it was said and just focus on what's happening now. Right. That's the spin. I mean, you know, it helps him get reelected if he's now going to be tough on China. So it looks like America needs a bad guy to point the figure at. I mean, years ago it was always Russia. It's, uh, yeah. Now it's it's China. Every time we turn around, it's China. And then unfortunately, the Australian government's sort of gone the same way as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The things they're doing. So yeah, absolutely, there's always a, there's always an enemy. It can never not be an China's enemy. China's not exactly doing great things for the world at the moment. Well, they, they've got a uh, how it's many billions about, of people you don't to have feed. To, you don't have so to look too far to find a true. bad guy when they're pulling the sort of shit they've been pulling. Right. In, in the world, there's tons of bad guys. Yeah, so it's not not difficult. Not yet. all of them are inventing a disease to spread amongst the entire population <laughs> and shut down the economy. They're not all. They're not all doing that. Someone well, I'm was concerned. hungry and ate an uncooked bat, mate. Come on, let's yeah, be real. Nah. I heard something the other day and I haven't looked too deep into it anymore because I'm so over the coronavirus, it's not even funny. Fucking, what is Alan Jones' quote last night that 99.85% of people recover from it and we're we're shutting down the world over it? So I just don't care. But um, I did hear someone say that they've proven now that it dies instantly in UV light, which proves in their eyes that it was man-made in a laboratory because as soon as it got outside, it dies. So... um, who fucking knows? I'm more concerned. I've been sitting here spinning wheels since we, we talked 10 minutes ago about it doesn't sound like the source of all our information is completely governed by people fearful for their job. Yeah. Well, yeah. what we got no fucking hope then. And what hope do you have? <laughs> what hope do you have of ever getting paid uh, apart from apart from picking a side? That's why I go freelance. Yeah, but is your information going to get picked up? It's only going to get picked up. Oh, I know. Or? I'm at the very beginning of my career, so you know, I'll let you know in a couple of years. <laughs> no, it's not, yeah, it's not even a thing about you, but we're, we're, even if it's even if this person is raping this person, let's talk about Bill Clinton and, and Monica Lewinsky and all that shit, how, and, and now Jeffrey Epstein and all that stuff that it just is not getting. People would rather get 500 bucks a week in their bank account than point out the fucking... Yeah. Criminals and assholes in the world. That's a huge Didn't it lead back to issue. the Epstein thing, lead yeah. back to the royal family as well? Oh, we can at go one back. Stage yeah. Yeah, it's still ongoing. They've asked, they've asked Prince Andrew to testify right. in the case against Ghislaine Maxwell. Right. But that, that took, like, I, I just watched the 
on Netflix, the Jeffrey Epstein filthy rich thing. That's taken. He started doing that shit in 1996, and it's 2020. He only got arrested two years ago, and then promptly killed it was last year. Yeah. Do, so he he was killed, right? Well. Oh, we don't no, know. We don't, we don't know. know. We don't know. He, he hanged himself. That's what I thought. He hanged himself. However, there's broken bones. So. Yeah, and, 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 the, and the, <laughs> the security guards were he asleep. He leant forward and gently hung himself but broke all the vital bones in his fucking jaw and uh, neck. And right. the, the most secure prison in the United States cameras just weren't happened to be work, working right. at the time. Yeah. So, no, he definitely killed himself. But um, He had dirt on the Queen... Like the royal family he had dirt on the Trumps and the Clintons. Oh, like the three yeah. most powerful entities in the world. But the same, so many journalists would have had dirt on them for twenty fucking years and haven't said anything because so they're scared of their job. That's if, exactly the point. But how can you work in an industry like that? How can you go to bed at night going, "I know all this shit"? This but is what we're talking to. The kids. Yeah, I know. The thing about, thing know, about, you don't think about journalists that have families and they have like mortgages to pay and they have oh, their own get a job in real estate, mate. It's way <laughs> more ethical. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell! I'm not, I'm not saying they're being ethical. So, so being a being a uh, a freelance journalist, if you if, let's look at the real side of it, if you went after the royal family. On the side of Epstein's story, dead. Yeah, you, him may <laughs> best off not have a family at all. Be a single guy that doesn't live in one place or for longer than twenty four hours. Um, if that's the case, if that's what's going to come of it, I mean, yeah. have you looked into that? Being a freelance journalist, have you heard of stories like that? There were people, freelance yeah. journalists, where they've had to stop researching because of you know there the Saudis. Went the Saudis killed a bloke in their embassy, and mm. that was in yeah, the US. Sure is, that was in, yeah, yeah. Um, that, America let him get away with it. Yeah. That is on camera. The cameras were working then, walked in, didn't walk out, came out in bags. No, but the guy, before he entered, he actually pushed the record button on his Apple Watch. Really? So it was recorded. So where, who is the recording then? Someone else? No, so he was recording and sending it straight away to another machine. Like to a live stream. Uh, and they chopped uh, him into millions of pieces. Yeah. He wow. left in a few garbage bags, that bloke. Mm. Wow. Yeah, on the day, apparently, also, like, anyone who worked in the embassy was sent home. So, listen, we know... The four of us sitting in here, we are not ruling this world. Order Fuck's sake. Okay. I don't rule it's all I wanted. <laughs> it should be. I don't rule I, the remote control at home. Seriously. I was hoping, <laughs> I was hoping that the journalist in Nick was going to tell us he's now found a way of keeping the world more honest. And, and I think that the generation of journalists that Nick is now going to be representing are actually made up uh, of guys who are <laughs> way more interested in the truth than the uh, back of their back pocket. And I think that you guys have got an amazing opportunity to really go out there and say, all right, here is what those journalists and the renowned ones have done. Here is what I've done. And I don't know, mate, how much how much you need a week because maybe we should uh, gang up together and start something here, boys, <laughs> where we have our own journalist here who's going to get some real shit. And then from there, we're going to go to the politician and say to them, you're full of shit. This is what our sexy journalists is saying. Yeah, like that. That's a good idea, but like. But the, what the problem? No, no, no. <laughs> but it's a good idea. But you're gonna butt after you say good idea. The whole, the whole, the whole problem with the entire industry, like it's it's so built up that if you go against it, if any small entity goes against it, they will be destroyed so quickly and their reputation will be tarnished. So what are you hoping to achieve by going into it? Then this is the bit where I'm starting to have. Conniptions. Well, like, okay, fine. You've like, studied a course that you didn't <laughs> like. You know the whole fucking industry is corrupt. You know that if you do stand up, you're going to be squashed quicker than anything. What are you hoping to be? Well, what's the, the plan, th man? What's the plan? <laughs> this is, 
like just personal, like, like the whole the whole future of journalism can go through social media now and and freelance. Like I don't have to worry about these same problems that journalists inside the industry have to worry about. There's definitely ways of making money that are outside of the the, the traditional ways of making money in journalism. So it's not the big concern of mine. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I like I like my passion is politics and so do, and do the you news. Think- you're going to go do. You said a couple of times you want to do media with social media and get the news out there. You think think now the speed in which we can get the news out to the public is going to help you to not have to worry about repercussions. Um, well, like I'm not really in the industry of getting the the first news out. You know, that's not like there's. But sensate, not sensationalized, but you know the true core facts. If you find some dirt on someone, mm. and instead of doing little by little, if you get all your facts. And then let's say you were the first one to discover the Epstein thing and then release it, mm-hmm. right? And you did that through video, through social media networks. That would sort of protect you on the other side of it, getting that out quite quickly. Mm-hmm. And you'd have that. Is that sort of what you're looking at doing rather than release bits by bit by bit by bit, doing it all together and hitting you know, hitting the, the public with uh, a, a story that no one's heard of before? Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. But, um, you know, that's... To, to get to that point where, like, you have a big impact, you really need to get a big, big audience first. Well, I mean, if you've got a big hammer, that's going to be a big yeah, impact, no, no, right? No, no. So yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, yeah, hopefully one day I definitely would love to be able to get to that. But you can't get an audience without sensationalising bullshit. Well, you know, you can get an audience now through social media and just being having your own opinion and being consistent in, like, what is factual and what is not factual and keeping to the same tune that, like, you know, regardless of what happens, you stick to the facts and that would go a long way. Being genuine in social media and being genuine in your own articles will go a lot further than what, you know, the current traditional me- like landscape is at the moment. We've been doing it for 20 episodes now. Well, <laughs> yeah. I think we've got four followers. <laughs> Three of them are in we this room. We, <laughs> <laughs> we carry a big hammer every week. <laughs> we usually end up hitting each other. <laughs> I've got a question. Get a question for you. With, with journalism um, and media in general, it's always on the negative side of the news. Oh, all the Not time. 99.9% of yep. the time. Yeah. Does good news or good feelings don't sell? Is that is that yeah, why? Absolutely. Like people don't like you see on the news every night like there's been a car crash or someone died here. It's just it's just the more gripping like I, I was taught one thing when I was in um in university if it bleeds it leads. Wow. So the, the if it, if if it bleeds wow. It mm. bleeds. Riding starts, that. shooting starts. What is it? Yeah. What? <laughs> what did Trump say? Riding starts. When the riding oh, starts, yeah. the shooting starts. When the looting starts. Looting starts. Looting starts. Shooting starts. Shooting starts. Shooting starts. Yeah, it's it leads, it leads, right? Yeah, so you, when you're writing an article, you put the most you know, graphic news at the front of the article. That's going to get people more hooked on the article itself. Right, so that's why at the end of the news, they always usually left off with a funny or a good feel, feel good story yeah, or something yeah, like that. Yeah, exactly. So everybody wants to see that their life is that just that little bit better than that poor bastard that just died in the crash. I don't know. I'm not sure. But like that's a that's a more of a philosophical kind of argument, I guess. Like, have you heard of like Schadenfreude? Like, you know, someone else's pain is like my pleasure. Right. It's probably something to do with that. Right. You know, like we like knowing that my life my life is not as shit as I think it yeah, is. Yeah. Like, like you like look at someone else like fuck like what is going on there like it's terrible and okay. I don't know just like everyone, but also like it's just so shocking people just gravitate to that kind of stuff, Yeah, you know? So yeah, that's probably why. Okay. Mm. So let's have a look now. Uh, where where do we get your channel? Where are you on? How, how do we follow your, your news? On YouTube. Okay. And Twitter. So, so, so what do I type in when I'm on YouTube to find your stuff? Um, just Nick J. Ford. Nick J. Ford. G. G. Nick G. Ford. G mm. stands for? 
Gregory. Gregory. My middle name. Gangster. <laughs> Nick <Gregory laughs> Gangster. Gangster. <laughs> no, because it's, I thought it was Gerald Ford after the president of America. Oh, right. So Nick G. Ford. I've never right? thought of that before, yeah. <laughs> wow. All right, so, and then would you have your news. Um, what about, guys, what about giving um, Nick a few ideas? Let, let, let's come up with maybe five, either it's spins or bullshit news that maybe uh, Nick could find and, and chase. And make a name for himself. What would they be? Yeah, good question. I, I, I start first because since I came up with this thing, you Question without notice. I swear, <laughs> I, swear, I swear, I just came up with that question now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. But while I was listening to you talking about this, why don't you do a? I mean, we, we, we spoke about it in length. So why don't you do a a piece on the difference between good journalism and fake journalism, and demonstrate it to people. That would be an interesting piece. Yeah, okay. That's a good idea. I like that. No, I mean, he, 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 he makes sense. And, and, and I was shocked when you said that too. Yeah. You know, go into journalism and say the stuff and they, they're going to destroy you. So you're not going to say whatever is going to save your life. What about you going out there and do this? Because mm-hmm. right now, I think, mate, you could be that, uh, that knight in the shutting armor coming up with like, hold on, this is how we revolutionize things. Mm-hmm. Do you know, for the moment, you have young people in, in so many countries around the world who got nothing to lose, who allow the police to, to, to put them in jail because mm-hmm. they're having a voice. I think that maybe journalists need right now a voice that's going to stand up and say, no, have a look, this is what it is, and I prove it to mm-hmm. you how it was a lie, and have even this guy here, and have a look at how I prove it. Wouldn't that be a great picture? That would be, that's a, a good idea. I'll look into that one. That's a good yeah, one. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> Now that was his one. <laughs> We're doing that to his one. It's a serious thing. We had this conversation yeah. last week about real estate agents, and it's across every single industry. But we're in an industry where it's prone to lies and con artists and people saying whatever they have to say to get the job, which is what we're talking about here. Yeah. And you can't. I don't think. How old are you? Twenty-five. Twenty-five. You can't be. You can't be 25 years of age and about to jump in an industry just to become another journalist where you're only going to say... Don't become a number, man. Yeah. You're only going to say what gets you paid and what gets you laid, hopefully, but not because something might get you shot. It's it's a it's a scary prospect. And if that's what's coming out of the schools and that's where everyone is going to end up that's heading into it, journalism... I mean, I use a quote that I'm, I'm trying everything I can not to be a real estate agent because... Of, be, what I mean by that is, I don't want to be the person who's only going to say what they've got to say to get paid. Yeah, and it, it's it, it, it's rattled <laughs> it's rattled me a bit. I yeah. don't, I don't. Yeah, I um, saw that too. Yeah. Um, What's another subject, boys? I, I think uh, the Australian government needs a, a neutral party in Australian politics. Uh, not yeah. Australian government. Australian um, people need a neutral party in the politics when they explain the politicians. Yeah. And as simple fact. Yeah. Old Switzerland over there, I'd love that. Oh, I just need to know, you know, <laughs> and have no left or right understanding. So no CNN or Fox yes. or whatever. Can I, can, I back, just can I go back to your last point? Go, go, go. go. The the problem the problem with the industry is that um, the people that make it to the place, it's not like they don't believe what they say. The people that get to positions of power in journalism, they believe what they're talking about, but they can only they'll only be employed because of what they believe. 
like the people that read the news every night, I'm they're only, they're only handpicked because they they don't think they're lying. They think they believe that stuff. Yeah, yeah, but, but then they don't say the other half that they don't believe in. Yeah, exactly. Right. Sure. So yes, they may believe what they, they will speak. rationalise in themselves why that's incorrect. Yeah, yeah I, I understand the problem. Yeah. I, I'm, that's I'm why saying the, saying the problem is for me, for me it's different because I have a different view from those people. So it's much more difficult for me because I have a critical opinion. The most. But you're going to get Good. put to the point where it's either put food on the table or say what you're actually thinking. No, like no, in, in, in you 20, are going to get put to that point, mate. In 2020, it's a different different landscape. I think there's a lot, of, lot more ways around this now. Like you look at Joe Rogan; he's a podcaster that just talks crap about politics. Shit, yeah. And he makes he, he's probably signed a hundred million dollar deal with Spotify. Yeah, and yeah, he doesn't. We know. He, Huh? What? We know. We know. We know. We're you, next. you guys are next. <laughs> we got a hundred dollar deal with, uh, with with McDonald's. <laughs> yeah, but it's not just about the coin. He's saying what he thinks. But you're right? but you're saying it will be about the coin for me. I'm saying if you're calling, you're going to call yourself. You're going to label. A, you're going to label yourself a journalist. And what we're talking about here is that journalists cannot say what they're actually thinking. That's one. The ones that are in the industry that are in like the organisations. Yeah, but hold on, hold on. In his defense, remember what we spoke about a few podcasts ago. We ourselves, it's taken us quite a little while to even sit in this kind of wine and wisdom podcast because we in real estate, we're going back to seeing our clients. We mm. spoke about this. We, uh, After this, we still have to go out there and make a living. We don't receive governmental money because we are minister, whether we are in COVID time or not, and whether we're breaking the rules of social distancing by driving 250Ks and seeing our girlfriend or not. So <laughs> we have to make a living, yep. right? Mm. So even for us, we it, it's taken us quite a little while to have a bit of courage to sit down and say, do you know what? No, really said it's a hard job. One in wisdom is our hobby. It's our outlay, the way we're going to get things out. However, the, it's taken us too quite a few podcasts to now starting to see that, hey, this, this is serious shit. Mm. We, what we're doing is... We started to stir the consciousness in Australia, maybe around the world, in a lot of other things, and and now starting to sit down with young up and coming dudes who have got the responsibility, maybe, to do this job mm. in the future and probably lead this industry to, to their own way. Because, mate, the old guys are going to be going. Mm. The, the new guys that we're sitting in front of them. How do we foster an environment where these kind of guys can blossom? Mm. Well, it comes down to the. What's between their legs, and what I mean by that is the, the balls that it's going to take to stand up and, and not worry about where the next paycheck's coming from. I, th I don't think everyone will fall into that category, though, Cam. Not no, that's what scares me. No, but I, I don't think I think it's a good thing for those people to come out and say, and, and like Nick, to come out and say, "This is what I believe," and this is what as a, as a freelance journalist, I think there will be that small percentage of journalists of whatever industry, don't that's just journalism, to stand up and say, we'll do it our way, we'll do it differently. Mm. I think uh, there are people, and I think there is platforms for them to be able to share that quite quickly, mm. whether it's uh, through social or whatever. Uh, I think they'll be able to do that. But then the problem what is... platform? Is the platform Yeah, I was about to say. Yeah, I was just well, that, to that's that's a, You took yeah. the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it must have been why you were tweeting me. <laughs> hey, listen. You can't... Go on, on a so you, you, yeah. e e even if listen, hey, guys. For the moment, I, I, I've been. Uh, I thought I hit a good note there. <laughs> I've been I hit a better note than his wine. It's dry, isn't it? Dry. Oh, not good. I've been forced to watch uh, what is it? The uh, the voice. 
completely. Oh, you say you've been choice. forced. Yeah. So you had toothpicks under your eyes. Mate, I've got toothpicks. I've been at your house when you said... Three girls against me, Alexander, goes back to work after I've been there when he says, shut up, the voice is on! And even the voice apparently is controlled. Rigged! Even the choice of who who gets to the final is rigged. So, you know, if everything is rigged, what are we doing? When, when are we going to have one of the singers standing up and saying afterwards, you know, I know I have signed some paper, all right? I know there's some confidentiality, but fuck, fuck you. you. Hey! Yeah? Yeah, there you Sue go. me, I've got nothing. So we're coming back to the fact that if we're going to have a journalist that is uh, freelancing and going to tell the truth, we're still going to get fake news he because can't. it's even still going to it's even still going to be uh, altered to the. Yeah. No, the he'll re- be censored. So I didn't pick up on it straight away, but when you're talking about building on social and building on social, you can't. Twitter's censoring everybody. YouTube is censoring everybody who speaks out of line uh, to their. So when you talk about I'm going to be a freelancer, so I'm not going to be under the same constraints as someone who's working for a major news organisation. If you're uh, career is is beholden to the owners of YouTube and the owners of Twitter, you're in exactly the same situation as the people who are working for the Daily Telegraph. Yeah, that is true. Like at the moment at the moment though, the people that are only get are getting centered are the far right and the far left. Well it's a fucking problem because they've got opinions. Yeah, but like they it's, might it's, be batshit crazy. You might be far north, so you know. Far <laughs> north, so, yeah. And everybody's what, looking what, at you, going, "Where's this guy coming from?" What, yeah, what, yeah. what is it they say? You know, it's the day that people take their opinions as facts, it's a problem. Mm. And for the moment, everyone's opinion is fact. Yeah, it's a slip. Uh, I mean, the slope is very slippery. Mate, the number of people who got no fucking idea about what masks can do about viruses and say to me, "Mate, those fucking idiots telling me not to wear the mask and who the and they know shit about," and I'm listening to this shit and I'm going the fuck are you to tell me this shit because yeah. you don't know that shit either and then the people talking to me now about immunization because it's mm. the, the next topic coming up boys all right it's going to be the immunization and i'm not going to allow myself to be immunized with covid and all this shit do you know what i felt like asking them how does immunization work how do we come up mm. with the thing because i can guarantee you 90 percent of people would shut up because they would know yeah they understand the word but they de- wouldn't even know what it takes. Yep. Apparently in America, there's millions of eggs because to create, not a serum, but a vaccine, to, to uh, what is it? A vaccination. Yeah. Um, you have to use an egg. And apparently in America, there is not a factory, but a, a huge storage place of eggs. because and, and I don't think they have enough even to create vaccine. A, a, enough, enough eggs for the vaccine to be done. Wow. Right? And so there's plenty of this shit, but you have to understand all that process. I mean, I'm not saying I understand a whole lot. You have to study and, and have a look at doctors. So today, what has the White House decided? Well, no longer will hospital numbers of cases and death, all right, no longer will they go to the CDC, right, which is the center of disease uh, in, in America, right? And now, do you know who's going to get it first? The Trump administration <laughs> said, and then from then on, the information will just go out to the world. <laughs> oh then, my God! Yeah, it, listen, but I have, you have to recognize the guy is good. The guy is good. Trump. Yeah. Oh, I, in, in a sense, like you mean like he's in good a sense that he never lied down, right? Yeah. He yeah. loses here. He loses with Fauci. He's gone on to a week of just trying to destroy Dr. Fauci. 
It doesn't work. It actually has got against him. Now, he doesn't call Dr. Fauci by Dr. Fauci. He calls him Anthony. Anthony is a good mate of mine. And Anthony is very good with me. But then he gets Navarro to uh, spread out the bad news. And so all these things happen. And it's just such a spin. Listen, two days ago, the the new book, uh, I think it was Too Much, Never Enough, has come out from Mary Trump. I've been digesting that book because, guys, anyone who wants to study about human nature and start loving Trump a little bit more <laughs> may want to read the book because you, you will realize that the poor Donald Trump is nothing else but the fruit of his education. And you probably will be able to go behind the psyche of why the guy does what he does. And in, in many ways, all of our life, we are on automated kind of... Uh, control we our behavior has been predicted from the day we were born through maybe two or three years of education of of upbringing of mom not being around and dad being real tough and wanting certain things to happen otherwise you wouldn't get his love and it turns an individual into what he is very very interesting well so what are we going to do with this young man what 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 can we do boys to either help him because we i only came up with one None of you came up with even... Oh, I want an investigation into a, the NRL referee's relationship with Cameron Smith for the <laughs> Melbourne Storm. Oh, Thank you. I think that's there's more... There's definitely something there. Oh, there's 100% something there. I just sold a house to an NRL ref and he's getting his moving in thing in a brown paper bag addressed from Cameron Smith. It's going to be a <laughs> sensational one. <laughs> I think you are like me, Thomas. We've got no idea what he's talking about. Sport, mate. Sport. Oh, exercise. No, no, exercise. Geez. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. You look like I, I have no, no way, no, no problem in talking about exercise. It's just, I but mean, I, I, I really want to talk about real sports. <laughs> what real sports? Formula One. Oh, I'm on McLaren. I'm riding McLaren home hard this year. What about Formula One, brothers? Yeah. Sounds like Vettel might be going to Aston Martin, which is Racing Point. That pink. Um, no, team. Aston Martin. Isn't Aston Martin Red Bull? No, 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 no. It's going to be... Racing Point's Racing Mercedes. Point, see, yeah. And Racing Point's going to be Aston Martin. And do you know what happened? Now they're, going, they're talking about kicking out Perez so that Vettel can have the seat. Because obviously, know. Stroll having that his pocket has decided, I don't like the Mexican. They should go back to the other side of the wall. And I would rather have the German. Very, very interesting. So I'm keen yeah, for next year. Sports. There's a few different teams coming up. Yeah, so that's your subject about sports. What about your subject? I think it'd be politics, man. I think it's a, there's an election coming up. I think um, the Labor and uh, Liberal Party have a lot to answer to. I think it's a lot of grey area between the two of them. One's going to point one figure about one thing and the other's going to mm-hmm. point the other thing. I think we need someone to, to sort of clarify the truth. Mm-hmm. So, for example, the just off the top of my head, the Liberal government will say, well, the Labor was branch stacking, yes. so forth and so forth and so forth. We need to say somewhat, something along the lines of, that's true. The Labor government was branch, track, branch stacking in, you know, 1990 and... To 20, oh, sorry, 2020, 19 and 2020. But then turn around and realise that the Liberal government were doing the same thing in, I think, the 14, 2014, 2013. I think if anyone, anyone really looked into it, I think a lot of electorates actually do it. It's pretty but a rapid. lot of people don't know that. Mm. And that's what I'm saying. I think a lot of people... And I'm just picking one t- topic, branch stacking for one. And there's a lot of others. No, I think the branch stacking is going to be very good. However, before we go any further with those tips, 
your life is fine. I mean, you you got no skeleton in the closet. There's no. there's nothing. They're gonna come at you. I haven't right? killed anyone yet. Uh, they, so they, it's they're fine. gonna come at you. So uh, you you better make sure you level with us here right now. So oh no, no, because we don't want the uh, to be associated with a serial killer or someone with uh, a skeleton in the closet. Because when you're gonna come out, yeah, we good coverage. <laughs> <laughs> it is true that you know there's no such thing as bad news every news is good news mm. now I think that if you could come up with something that is going to stir the crap out of people not the general but it's important and I think brain sucking is one this is the question we're talking about spins a lot why aren't we talking about it I understand you're talking about you know the news doesn't like to latch on one thing mm-hmm. but, but they do because mm-hmm. if they find something that is big they'll do Mm-hmm. And, and and so why is it overnight, overnight, the Daniel Andrews went from, hold on, he might be good to he may be bad to he's a dictator and now he's he's closed everything. Okay, but do we like you look at it one by one like those measures aren't like the closing the down of Victoria is probably a good move. I think we can all agree on that, can't we? Mm-hmm. No, no, no. But 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 why? But why are we? No longer hearing about brand stacking. Well, yeah. he went from one day, mate, he was running the state doing whatever he wanted. The next day, he called Anthony Albanese and said, Please take over my party. And no one's allowed to vote for him until 2023. No one's allowed to vote in the Victorian Labor Party until 2023. To the next day, we're bringing in the army to make sure people are staying apart from each other, drinking schooners. To now, no one can get out of Mexico. What the boys are saying. Wait, shouldn't, that, shouldn't that be happening? We want to lock down. Doesn't the matter if it should no, be what, happening. What we're or saying not, is, that are they glazing over the story previously to hide right, something right, else? Right. You know, are they pushing the stories along? Are they locking well, down? To hide are things? they locking down people? Are they locking down journalists? What? They're locking locking down journalists. It's like, well, what's the what's the big issue with brand stacking? It's a the state problem. It's fucking that, corruption, no, no, mate. No, 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 no. no. The, 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 the a big, big problem the big, with it. The big issue is this: the guy that got ousted yeah. was ousted a few years before Daniel Andrews got him back. Mm-hmm. So the bloke that Daniel Andrews hired, who had all the Jeffrey Epstein dirt on Daniel Andrews, all of a sudden is the worst bloke on the planet, gets punted out. Andrews goes and gets federal Labor's help, and then all of a sudden there's a housing commission tower in Melbourne who is locked down and we're never, ever going to talk about the bullshit again. I, I actually wish people would focus less on fucking Donald Trump than what's going on in their own backyard. You know, my, my 13 the year problem old is that Donald Trump is my, my 13 year old son talks to me about walls in fucking Mexico. I said, mate, <laughs> worry about walls in Tookley. He goes, why aren't you worried about Donald Trump? I said, because he doesn't live in Carryong. Like, what are we, what are we doing? But it's a funny thing because what he does actually does affect us. You know, I, I, I spoken that in a, long in time a massive sense, but does, it affects us all the time. So explain to me how what he does affects me. Educate me. Well, for example, it will affect you in the way that if he decides for his re-election that the only way out now, because he's running out of all options, is to, to go into war against China. And he's going to create that by having some kind of boat being sunk in the South China Sea. Mm-hmm. Suddenly now, America is into war. Why? And, 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 and war is pretty good because in times of war, people don't change president. Mm-hmm. Right? They, they tend to stick with the same one. So once he has that, what do we do as, as Australia? Because Australia has already been involved. We have already, in the last few weeks, we have already apparently signed up to brand new weaponry and planes and all the $270 billion right? so dollars worth. And, and, and that's not money going to help our economy to get back up from COVID, is it? 
Because, mate, those... those it's definitely not going to feed the homeless. We're going to go... There is a lot of some shit. I rather, I rather, we, I rather we buy, buy a bike for 100 bikes, like all of those 747 that are not flying, fill them up with bomb, and then get them flying if we need problems, <laughs> if we have problems. So, we ha- you have a look at all of these things that happen, man. And the South Chinese Sea, and I see your articles, and I, I thought it would be a good article to raise with uh, young Nick today, but these are all the distractions that are really hiding the real stuff. Yeah. So, so I'm sorry, man. Trump okay. is a big thing yeah. because he gets into a war with China. But we focus on every single thing he does, right? So I get the war thing. I get it. You're 100% right, and that would affect us. If we if he puts us in a war with China, then we're we're going to war with China. But all the other shit that we fight, we, we over here are obsessed with every single word that comes out of his mouth just like they're obsessed with every single word that comes out of his mouth. Nah, and while that's going on, you got China Andrews and you got... Scotty from marketing, and Slipping you've got the, uh, you got Palaszczuk up there, completely destroying the the tourist Comrade, economy. Comrade, Comrade, Comrade Palaszczuk <laughs> completely destroying the hospitality and tourism sector in Queensland, which just happens to be their biggest earner. But we're too worried about old mate said that uh, black people don't matter or something. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. But hey, do you want to see another one? And, and and hopefully you have looked into that all too. But China wanted to punish Australia. So what did they do? Bali. 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 What did they do when they stopped buying Bali from the Australia? Well, the, the American government has got a bit to answer on this too because the, the um, Trump turns around and goes, it's not fair what China did to America to Australia with the uh, um, 80% reduction in their Bali purchases and then went back door and sold the 80% to China. Mm. So, mate, There's no barley that doesn't affect us? Or the, uh, <laughs> there is. It's in the beer, bro. Because it does <laughs> affect us big time. Big time it does affect us. Yeah, <laughs> that's all right. That's all right, mate. No, we hey. just we just rinsing with our, our last bottle here. Yeah. <laughs> I want you to know, too, Nick. Me, me having the thoughts that I've been having here isn't a thing about or at you. I'm it's not, not about. I'm not concerned. No, no, no. But it's it's a it's a worry, mate. It's a, it's a thing that we talk about thinking critically. We we need to think about critically about where we're going and what we're doing as individuals as well. And there's been like. You've thrown out two arguments. One, the whole industry's fucked and we're all governed by who's paying the bills. But two, oh, it doesn't matter because I'm going to do it on social media. But social media is governed by... Personal. No, but govern- social media isn't governed to the extremes that like you're probably thinking it oh, is. Brother. Not yet, though. Not yet. No, not yet, not yet. But at the moment, I've, I've no concerns about. They pick and choose over. Once upon a time, Fox News and CNN probably weren't governed as strictly as they were either. Mm. I know. So, mate, if no, I don't set my no laws in CNN that said you can't say you can't say that. You know, like, but, but like they just won't publish it. I know, but I can publish whatever I want in, 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 on YouTube. There's no, no one can fire me from YouTube at the moment. At the moment, sure. <laughs> this is what we're saying. But like, like at least, at least, at least another ten years until they like, can 100 percent fire you from YouTube. We've already established if you're too far left in their opinion or too oh, far right in yeah. their when, opinion. When I, when I mean too far left, too far, these are conspiracy theorists. These are like radical people that think you know the world's flat and that. You know, mm. black people have different DNA than, than the rest of the nah, country. It's gotten a lot oh, more. Yeah, no, no. Listen, there's, there's Egypt that I know very close to me that still believe <laughs> that uh, we haven't gone uh, on, on the moon, okay, we, that we haven't landed. Mm. So there, there's plenty of shit happening. Now, this is the thing, though, about the, the firing or not firing. With what China has done lately with Hong Kong and how they repeal some of the legislation, you know that what <coughs> you, an Aussie, what you write on YouTube against China that can is. be held against you? Yeah. And that un- until this week, I think, or last week, when Australia signed the, um, uh, c- cancelled, the nullified the extradition treaty that they had, you would have been sent back to China. 
I wouldn't have been eligible because yeah. I'm not a citizen of China. No, it doesn't matter, citizen or not. No, no, this new law, but Australia's not going to send me back. I, I get it, but that's why we had to renege on that stuff too. Yeah, I, but like I know, it just depends on the the laws and the citizenship as well. Like, well, listen, they're, they're not going to an Australian citizen to China. Anything that anyone was writing can be held, especially if you're Chinese. Sure. Yeah, but I have no concern of that because but I but let's say that you you that. are Aussie. You land mm, in China. Mm, that's where the issue starts. Whether you yeah, are Aussie different. or not, you're gone. Yeah. That's different. Once I'm in their territory, the Australian government doesn't have any control over me. Yeah. So they can do whatever they want. So find cocaine, Cassie, mate, and I'll float the shit. <laughs> <in> the <laughs> that's, a, that's the point. Anyway, so we have a few topics here. Any other topics that we can share with this young man? I, I, th- I think I, I don't know. We need to find something because... Maybe we should have uh, some kind of like a 15-minute uh, talk about news where this man can just fill us uh, with some news. I don't know. We, we need to find something because Let's I reckon... We're going to have to let it rattle around in between yeah. the ears for a we're little bit. We're going to have to think a little bit, yeah. Because I think that the, the, the future of news are into these young men who got nothing else to lose but just the news. Because mm-hmm. for the moment, everyone is after their pocket and their job. Yeah. Scary, right? man. Absolutely. Scary, scary. How's that ten dollar bottle of wine you just opened? <laughs> well, it actually it's actually not bad. Fucking fifteen percent. That's yeah, true. Jesus Christ! It's actually not bad. It's got yeah, a pit. It's called heavyweight. It's got a picture of me on the front. Match us three. Hey, <laughs> listen, man. It's been fantastic to have you around. So I'm sure uh, we'll get you back because I, I I think I'd like to hear next time maybe about your news. Uh, we'll go onto YouTube and look for some of your videos called Nick. G Ford, it would be great for for you maybe to come back and, and talk to us about some of the news. Mm-hmm. In the meantime, why don't you? It'd be G Force once he gets close this podcast. Thank you very much for having me on, and we'll hear back from you guys next week. That's it. G Force out. Thanks, Nick. Thanks, Thank boys. You so much, mate. Thanks, Thanks boys.